Hey, hey, y'all. It's me, Robin. And just real quick before we get to today's episode, if you are loving listening to the podcast, or maybe you don't know because you've just pressed play for the first time ever, but if you like to listen to things in your earbuds, you are going to be so happy to know that Raising Kids with Big Baffling Behaviors is now released as an audiobook. You can get it in Audible or wherever else you get your audiobooks. And of course, you can still get it in print and ebook. If you go to robingobel.com slash book, it's going to give you all the options, including that you could order a signed copy from my local bookstore. Alrighty, y'all. Here's that podcast episode you're waiting for. Hey, y'all. It's me, Robin, and you've tuned in to a special episode of the Parenting After Trauma podcast. I have something really special to share with you today. You're going to get to listen in on a conversation with a mom who is a member of the club. It's interesting because as I'm preparing to upload this episode into the podcast, I'm noticing that I'm having kind of some mixed feelings about sharing this interview with y'all today. It was just so incredible, like such an honor to sit with this mom and to hear her story and to be trusted with her truths, that there's a part of me that wants to just hold that vulnerability really close to my heart and not even share it with you. I'm really just so, so honored that she wants to share this vulnerability with you. She wants you to hear her story. This mom is honest right off the bat that she knows there's no magic answer to changing her kid's behavior. In fact, this mom's really working on accepting the truth that her child is likely going to always have a lot of struggles with regulation and then behavior. Not because her kid is a bad kid or because she's a bad mom, but just because all of us humans are different, right? Like some of us have eyes that struggle. Some of us have ears that struggle like me. I'm totally stone deaf in one ear. Like I'm missing a acoustic nerve in my right ear. And, And some of us have autonomic nervous systems that struggle. Anyway, I'm gonna just press play and let this interview unfold for you. Thank you so much for being a part of my community and this mom's community by listening to this podcast and for just like showing up with your whole heart so that this mom can show up with her whole heart and she can feel just really witnessed and seen and known. And maybe a portion of her story will also allow you to feel really seen and known. All right, here we go. Thank you so much for just giving up some of your time this afternoon to connect with me and then to connect with everybody who's listening. So thank you. Oh, thank you. I am honored to be here. It's fun to have a nice little one-on-one chat with you finally. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So tell us just a little bit about you and, you know, what maybe drew you to the club, which what feels like is useful about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as is true of probably most everybody who, um, is listening to you, um, I am parenting a child with, um, who lives basically in a state of chronic dysregulation, um, with a lot of those big baffling behaviors that you regularly talk about. And we've been at this for about a decade and it's exhausting and it's isolating. 
Yes. Um, and I think that is one of the huge reasons why as soon as I heard about that you were creating the club, that my interest was immediately piqued because um, in spite of the, you know, the exhaustion, the overwhelm, everything that's part of the reality of parenting child um, from a hard place who, who has a lot of struggles and um, life is very complex um, for her and hence for our entire family. Um, There is that just that deep longing, I think, to be seen, to be known, to be heard, but in a safe way. Mm -hmm. Like I can't just go share my story with anybody. Um, And honestly, in our situation, when we are out in public places, um, our child tends to internalize. Mm -hmm. And so we can look pretty pulled together out in Mm -hmm. public, Mm -hmm. which um, is, you know, I'm grateful for that. And yet at the same time, it can further add to the isolation. Yes. Um, And so I was at a point where I was getting ready to get back into therapy for myself, um, Mm -hmm. just for support as far Mm -hmm. as like, what does it mean to live with a child who, um, just to be totally honest, a lot of times, um, I don't like, yeah. And then that can spill over into like really being disappointed in my own life and not liking my life and not wanting to get up in the morning. And it's like, okay, it's my job. I'm the adult here. It's my job to get the support that I need. Um, and I just kept thinking, you know, I've been in therapy in the past and kept thinking, so some knowledge of how that can work and just kept Mm -hmm. thinking, ah, how is a therapist going to support me through this? And I'm like, yep, they're, they're going to be able to, you know, listen, validate, remind me about self-care. They absolutely will offer something, but I just kept thinking, oh, that will take so many words to explain to them. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, they won't fully get it, which they don't need to, you know, somebody can help you without fully getting it. But I think there was just that deep longing for like, I want to be able to connect with other people who do get it. Yeah. without really me needing to say barely anything at all. Right. <laughs> um, and so I just, you know, I, I knew about the club. I've, I've followed your work for quite some time, listened to all of your podcasts. And it was just one of those moments where it's like, all right, I'm going to get on the wait list. And it's next time the club opens, I'm going to join. And I think I felt like, what do I have to lose? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. let me just jump in and try. And, um, I knew that it was set up in a way that would protect confidentiality and the confidentiality of my child would be respected. And so, um, I was also excited because I've, um, listened to your, you know, your podcast and read your, read your blog posts and all of that. I thought, Oh, I'd love to like, get like the next level with, with yeah. Robin and yeah. And her team. And so, um, so I joined and, um, have absolutely not been disappointed. I think, um, and it beyond that, not just not been disappointed, but it's been amazing. It's been so supportive for me as an individual. And that's what I was looking for. Um, I think, and I'm guessing a lot of parents can relate to this, there comes a point when you don't need one more thing to do to try to like change your parenting or fix your child. I mean, that would be great. <laughs> like if, if there was like some right. huge transformation, really, like you need to be like, I, as a parent need to be seen, understood, felt, connect with other people and be able to, as, as you say, what you offer is that co-regulation. Mm-hmm. I 
else can I offer that to my child? Especially when you just get so worn down, you know, when it's year after year, day after day, you know, hour after hour, like you can know all the things and yet it's still so hard to just keep doing it. And I'm like, I need to, I need to connect with other people who just get it. And that is, that is totally been my experience. Um, and it has, um, it's really kind of crazy to feel seen and known by a group of people that I've never met, probably never will meet. And I mean, I think about these people, even just at random moments of the day, um, you know, this person is going through this, or I wonder how they're, how they're doing now, or just maybe an idea that they've shared on the forum that I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to apply that now. And, and in doing that, know that like, there's somebody else out there. Like I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Um, and I just have also found, I think one of the things that's been amazing is to be part of a group. Cause I'm part of other groups on Facebook that are meant for parents, maybe parents, um, you know, adopted or, um, kids with developmental delays, whatever, you know, like all oh, there's, there's all the groups out there. And so many of them, can turn into just basically it feels like a venting session or parents jumping in and trying to help each other and kind of honestly um, steering each other in the wrong direction <laughs> at times. Where you're just like, oh, yikes. Um, and so I think one of the added benefits to me of being in this group is your involvement, um, not only the teaching, but just your actual involvement in the forum discussions and knowing that like, okay, Robin's, Robin's weighing in here with some... <laughs> advice um, and responses and that just, and maybe it's just me being type A, but like, that makes me feel way better, <laughs> both about where we are right now. And I'm also very excited about what it means for where this group of people is headed. Um, because as we walk through this journey together, we are learning together, staying anchored together, being grounded and not just, I would say it's not just a matter of surviving the journey together. It's um, learning how to um, not work harder, but work smarter is a huge thing. And I'm like, I can't do anymore. I can't give any more than I've got, but it's like, can I think differently about this? Um, and I know that's one of the biggest things, almost the hugest things. That's one of the biggest things I've from your work and your teaching is the power of thinking differently. Like, like what you say, like how you see people changes people and how I see myself changes me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this group gives us the opportunity to actually practice that and not just keep it at the head level and the knowledge level, which sometimes podcasts can be, it's like, this is just me hearing. And then me hoping I remember to apply it at the right time. But then when you, um, you know, come into something like what the club is set up to do, you can bring those um, principles and truths into real life um, moment by moment settings and just walk each other through some of the like the harder and the yucky. And I feel like that's where the rubber meets the road. And that's where it goes from just like, yeah, I know all this stuff to like, oh, little by little, I can see gradual transformation and at least how I'm thinking and at the end of the day, that's the only thing that we can control. Um, one of your podcasts that stood out to me the most and resonated with me the most, and I think it was months ago that I heard it. Um, and 
you talked about, uh, I won't be able to say it exactly right, but basically that for a lot of these families, I think we were talking about how you work with therapists and therapists call you and say, what do I do? What do I do? This person's struggling and this child's struggling and we're not, we're not getting anywhere for so many of these families. And I would put myself in this category. Um, life is probably going to stay pretty hard. There's probably not going to be some like, oh my goodness, we got the right medication and now I'm parenting a different child, or we got the right combination of psychotherapy and occupational therapy and boom, like life is easy now, you know, like that's probably not our reality. Um, and so just learning to be able to, um, better understand myself and have compassion towards myself and compassion towards my child can help, um, make a huge difference regardless of the outcome is where I was headed with that. Like I, I, I can't predict the outcome for my child. Nobody can. Um, but this journey matters and this is the one life I've got (laughs) and I don't want it to be lived in complete misery and desperation over the reality of how hard it is to parent a child where there are significant and often unsafe behaviors. Um, so I'm interrupting the show real quick because if you happen to be a new listener, you might find yourself being a little overwhelmed by all this information. That makes total sense. I mean, there's like 150 episodes plus all the free resources that are available over my website. It's just a lot. So many folks have asked me, where do I start? So I created a separate podcast stream called Start Here. What I did is I took the 10 episodes that I want you to listen to first, and then I want you to listen to in this specific order, and I put them into a separate podcast stream so that you don't have to search for them. You can just press play and they'll play one after the other after the other. If you go to robingobel.com slash start here, you'll be able to get an invitation to subscribe. And then you'll be able to listen right in the same podcast app you're using right now. robingobel.com slash start here. Yeah, well, now I want to sob because it was so, uh, I mean so honest, so vulnerable, so brave. And also I am having this, like, this is exactly what I wanted to create Mm -hmm. experience Mm -hmm. of like, just, I mean, well, first of all, it really is really profound to have somebody reflect back to you and Mm -hmm. you being me at this moment, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, these things that I do matter. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, even if we'd never met and you'd never join the club, like the things that I toss out into the world matter. So I am just having a moment of like, thank you for like serving that back to me. Mm. Um, cause I need to be seen too, just like everybody else does. And it helps me keep going. Right. And I, Mm -hmm. when I think about how many other people who will never join the club and I'll never meet, but maybe had that same Mm -hmm. impact, Yep. That you, you know, you said you did about that podcast episode. I was mm-hmm. just like, okay, I can keep doing this. I can keep doing this. And we're all just going to keep doing it together. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. But just, yeah, just like I had this idea and I was like, I think we can make this work if we're very thoughtful about it and just mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. wanting it to turn into a, another Facebook forum that can just right. like 
the, the wheels can just fall off the track mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and wanting it, but wanting it to be also not this like sunshine and rainbows and unicorns places either. Cause that's not helpful right. either. Right. Yeah. Like I want people to say what we all know we're all thinking, which is like, sometimes mm-hmm. I don't like this person. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's all like, everybody's feeling it. Let's just mm-hmm. put words to it. Mm-hmm. Can we say it and be honest about it and then not feel shame right. about it and not be judged about it so that then we can move on, like moving yeah. on, meaning, okay, this is our reality. So what do we do about it next? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I remember recently in the forum, a, a parent sharing that they felt like they were tolerating their child. Yeah. And that just so deeply resonated with me. You know, you can, you, you do you love your child, you're committed to them, but in real life, the like daily survival can often feel like my best is tolerating. And that, that is difficult. That's very difficult. I have found um, some, there's just a couple of things I just wanted to share about my experience with the club. And one of them is that, and I think this is a general life principle, but when you come into a space and you want to support other people and be there for them, it's very grounding to me. Yeah. So as I try to come alongside and just, you know, be that listening space or, um, yeah, see somebody, you know, and actually help them know that they're being seen and they're being heard. Um, yeah. it reminds me of all of the things that we might not even talk about some of the principles of, you know, of this, I'm not sure what you call the, the, you know, therapeutic parenting, parenting after mm-hmm. trauma, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you call mm-hmm. this, you know, parenting with connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it does at a very deep level, remind me of some of the truths that I want to be grounded in. Um, for, for instance, like, you know, connection is a biological imperative <laughs> um, or that, you know, no behavior is maladaptive. Like those things, like I'm reminded at a deep level by coming into a space where I might just think, oh, I'm here for this other person. But at the end of the day, I'm better for it. Like, um, so that has been, you know, a great, um, a great side benefit, um, of being in the club. Another thing has been being able to see where people are at in their journey, different, different parts of the journey. Some people you can tell they're just, just starting out. And, you know, as they share about their, you know, their frustration or like, Oh, I just totally lost it with my child. And, and why, why do they have to be doing this? And just, you know, sharing honestly. And as I look at that, I think, Oh my goodness, a few years ago, like that's, that was just like happening all day long for me, yes. those thoughts, and those frustrations. And now life has not been made perfect. My child has not been completely healed, but there's moments in my day where it's like, I'm able to think differently about mm-hmm. my child and remember that my child is not giving me a problem. My child is having a problem. You know, how do I join um, with them rather than end up fighting against them and fighting against myself for that matter. But um so it can remind me both, both there's, you know, scenarios where I'm like, oh, I'm encouraged because I wouldn't have been able to tell you that I'd made any progress. I wouldn't, but I remember at one of the meetings, um, I don't remember it was one of the teachings that you were doing for the club. And it was like my huge takeaway from that night. You said very, very rarely are we not making progress. Yeah. And it so, but it so often feels like we're not, we're in the same place. And sometimes you just need to like step back. And when you hear someone else's story, um, you know, without, without any judgment, you're just able to say, see like, Oh, 
okay, there has been some transformation in me and maybe even in my child. Um, and then on the other side of that spectrum, seeing people share stories where you're just like, oh, wow, that is brilliant how you responded or like the compassion, the endurance, um, just the things where you think, I never would think that I would be able to get to that point in my parenting journey, but hearing somebody who's, you know, going through the same thing, walking along the same path to hear them share some of those things gives me hope for continued transformation, um, along this journey. So, um, yeah, so many, so many helpful things about being part of this type of community, um, I love that part as well. Like the fact that we're all in these different spaces and sometimes as like the group leader, some of that can, um, start to mildly dysregulate me of like, mm-hmm. Oh, here's somebody who's struggling so badly and or mm-hmm. intensely when I like, I just mean sure. a lot, sure. a ton of struggle and, how do we support them? How do we help them? What's, what's everybody else kind of thinking or feeling about this? Cause we've got other people in totally different parts of the, of the, you know, of their journey yep. and something I've, I've known, but have been embodied more myself in this, in the past year plus in the club is that like the pause is so important. Like if I just pause mm-hmm. and be like, well, let's just see what's going to happen next. And mm-hmm. then I watch you know, somebody come in and say just the most simple, but profound thing. Like I totally hear you or Mm. your thoughts, just you get to come here and say these things, right? Like Mm. nobody's judging parents who sometimes are showing up and Mm -hmm. like, like really dysregulated themselves, right? Like our kids are dysregulated. Mm -hmm. So we're really dysregulated. Oh yeah. We show up that way and maybe show up in ways that at times we even could almost regret like, whoops, that wasn't my (laughs) best self that I brought into that space. But over time we start to realize, and you know what, that's okay. Like Mm -hmm. it was okay that I brought like not my best self because Mm -hmm everybody says like, even not your best self gets to come and we'll love that part of you. And we'll take care of that part of you. And with the trust, I mean, I think that's what I'm constantly so amazed by the, the parents who have shown up in the club is like the trust in that, like the trust in each other's just inherent goodness. And no matter what we're there doing or saying, like, there's just this way that we're all trusting, like we're all good we're all good humans. We're all here for the mm-hmm. same reason. And sometimes we show up with our own messy parts right? too. Right. And there's never any judgment about that. And sometimes that nope. is like the most mind blowing part for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think another thing, and I, I don't think I've mentioned this yet, and I do definitely want to um, share this part that I often find that just knowing that this group exists and that I'm part of this group is regulating to me and does help provide some stability in those really rocky moments (laughs) of which there are many. Um, There was one specific time a few weeks ago where um, my child was really struggling and there was um, screaming and thrashing and throwing things and threatening. And at the same time, she also was expressing desire to be physically close to me, which is not typical. Usually it's, you know, she's not wanting closeness in those times, 
Um, but she was in this moment and I was having really like a physical reaction to that because historically speaking, I had a lot of good reason to know, like, it could be very unsafe for me to be close to you right now. So there's that like battle of like, oh boy, oh boy, my body is telling me, um, this isn't safe, but, but you are saying you want to come close. Um, and I knew that a couple hours from that time, um, I was going to be able to be part of one of the, um, connect and co-regulate or co-regulate and connect, um, Mm -hmm. parent groups where we're just, Mm -hmm. you know, going to come together and hear each other and be there for each other. And just, just know that allowed me, I think, to tap into some of the some of the things that I would not otherwise have been able to tap into. And I ended up being able to to hold my daughter. And I was um, speaking of tapping, I was like tapping on her and kind of like mm-hmm. rocking her and tapping her. And I just kept thinking of like, okay, rhythmic, repetitive, relational, like this is what <laughs> she needs right now. Yeah. And at the same time, um, and I'm gonna get what I need in a couple yes. hours. Yes. That's exactly what I was thinking. That's what she needs. And then, and what you need really matters too. And knowing that there's a place that those can kind of co kind of Mm -hmm. coexist. Yeah. 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 Because in that moment, like I feel like I'm, I, I love to be authentic and I didn't feel authentic, like holding my child and tapping on her back and rocking her. I felt like no, actually, I don't want to be in a space with you. Yes. And I don't feel safe with you. And I'm 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 doing this like almost out of obligation. And that's just a yucky feeling. Like yeah. when we go into parenting, when we start our parenting journeys, that is not what we're envisioning or no. hoping for. Absolutely. Um and I I actually have um older children that I have parented and had a very different experience with. And so I actually know what it's like to have some of those healthier reciprocal give and take um, experiences with your child. And I know what it means to sacrifice for a child. I get that, but this is just a very, very different um, set of needs and relationship. And, and so there's something in me who's, you know, wants to honor that like authenticity and be like, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, and also safety. Yes, yes, um, and so, so, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm not going to do this. And yet just knowing like, okay, I'm not the only parent in this situation. There are a group of us who are journeying these just very sticky situations um, to put it lightly together allowed me to be like, no, right now in this moment, I can do this. Um, my brain is telling me, be careful, be careful. You might not be safe. But like another part of my brain is like, no, right now I am safe enough. I can do this. And I'm going to honor my needs and my experience um, by coming together with with this group of people this afternoon to to connect, to co-regulate. Yes. And knowing that, just knowing that helped me to regulate in that moment. Like I never would have been able to respond, I want to say that well, um, to my child if it wasn't for that space being held for me. Yes. Uh, Susanna, like, seriously, for the rest of my life, I will remember, like, this is going to keep me going. <laughs> The way you can articulate this truth for you, which is like, I really was like, can I do this? Like, can I do this in a virtual Mm -hmm. format? Can Mm -hmm. I create something with people all over the world, Mm -hmm. break down walls of like office Mm -hmm. walls, you know, can, because it's, we're not helping enough people. Like that's where I was. Mm -hmm. It's like, we are not helping enough people. There's people out there who need exactly what you're saying, like with my therapist hat on, I'd say to be able to internalize the co-regulation of other people. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what therapy is. Like, that's what I'm doing in the therapy, you know, or what I was doing in the therapy space was, mm-hmm. you know, our, the people that were coming to see me were beginning to internalize the, my co-regulation and the grownups right. were doing that with me and their kids. Mm-hmm. And I was just having this, like, there's got to be a better way to make this available to more people. Yeah. I don't know if there is, but we're going to try. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then to hear you put like into such clear words, seriously, like this will keep me going forever that like, no, we're, we're doing it. Like the internalization of people you've never met in real life Mm -hmm. that can help you get through a really hard moment while Mm -hmm. also you, you know, I'm hearing you say, it's not like you turned into a different human in that moment. And all of a sudden was like, I feel totally safe and welcoming my child. But you know, like (laughs) you're still noticing like, this is hard. I don't like how Mm -hmm. this feels, Mm -hmm. but you're also, I'm not hearing you say like you were judging yourself for that or being really critical of yourself. It's like, this just is what it is. Exactly. And later I'm going to go get what I need because my needs mm-hmm. are just as valid as this mm-hmm. child's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a shit. It's yeah. not her responsibility to meet those needs for you. Right. right. Like, right. But that right. doesn't mean your needs aren't valid. Like your need for connection in a reciprocal relationship, even with mm-hmm. our kids mm-hmm. is valid. It's human. Like if you didn't have that need, you wouldn't like, that doesn't make sense. You do right. have a need for reciprocity yeah. in your relationship with your child. Yeah. It's just also your responsibility to say like, ah, oh, I'm not getting it. So I have to go get it somewhere else. Right. 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 And that's hard. Yeah. 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 So jumping back to the, you, your question of like, can I even create this in a virtual way? Can I create this community in a virtual way? Um, I can only speak from my own experience, but for me, I actually find it easier to access this in a virtual format because if you asked me to come into a room in real life and sit down with people who I had never met before, but probably, you know, we're bringing all sorts of, all sorts of things with them into the room, you know, that their, their energy, their, yes. their needs, yes. their stories, like yep. not knowing like in this group, who's going to maybe like need to like talk for the whole hour or, um, I don't know. I would just have so much anxiety over yep. that. I Yep. I wouldn't come. I just wouldn't. Yeah. I'd be like, it's too late. I'm too tired. Yep. I can't do this. It, it would feel too risky. Yep. Um, I can't explain all the reasons. I'm sure there's like psychologists who are breaking this all down, especially in this, you know, COVID world that we live in, but there is something about just coming in the comfort of my home yes. in front of my computer that feels, <laughs> feels way safer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I guess I, I've, I've never done this. I've never felt like I needed to, but the reality is, and I'm sure all of us know this deep down, like if I need to walk away, I can, and nobody's yeah, going to exactly. come after me. Exactly. You know, like, yeah. um, for that matter, if my child starts screaming and needs me, you know, I yep. can just mute yep. my, you know, I can turn off my video. I can mute the sound and like, I can care for them. Um, so honestly, I mean, I know this probably happened for you the way that you created it was, was obviously very influenced by being in a worldwide pandemic. And yet there's such, I think, huge benefits of this format. Never Mm -hmm. mind that it can reach people all around the world. Like I know one time I was in a a meeting and somebody, I think they were like, yeah, I'm from Australia, you know, and like, oh, nice to meet you. Cool to hang out with you. I'm like, yeah, well, you wouldn't be in my face-to-face group if I happened to have the privilege of, you know, having a local 
which, you know, you even think about peace, what local, I'd have to drive hours to, exactly. to be with three or four other people who yeah. are in this situation. And yet yes. the way the club is set up makes it just like instant access yeah. to, to this. So. Yes. And I, so yes, breaking down those barriers. I mean, we saw that in, um, I haven't, I haven't done any therapy in like two and a half years. So I haven't done mm-hmm. therapy in the pandemic, but I yeah. support a therapist who are doing okay. therapy and they were reporting things like it has, um, you know, going virtual has made clients that I would have called like resistance. Mm. All of a sudden they're not resistant anymore. Yeah. Well, what really happened is that the barriers were, were, were taken right. down, right? That yeah. instead of having to get in the car and drive this length of time and, you know, just mm-hmm. the energy that it takes, it's like, no, we're just mm-hmm. clicking a button yeah, and there you are. And I can click the button again. If I need to tap out, like if something yeah. happens, like this is too much, I can mute. Right. And of course we're really clear in the club. It's like, you've come for what you need today. If you're here, just listening. Awesome. If you're here to talk the whole time. Awesome. The next time, you know, who didn't get to talk, we'll be able to talk. Like we're all just trusting. We're all getting what we need. Yeah. One thing I did, I was pretty sure was going to be true and has become true for sure Mm -hmm. is, um, the fact that there's this, the forum attached to it, like in, in addition to the the live meetings, what I really wanted about the forum was a place where people can touch in and touch out whenever they need mm-hmm. to, you know, cause right. that, uh, that always really baffled me about being a therapist. It's like, and being in therapy myself, it's like, wait mm-hmm. a minute, just because I put Monday at 5 PM on my calendar, that's the day that every, all the stars are going to align for me. And I'm right. going to feel connected to myself and connected to my therapist and safe enough. And like to really be, make, make quote unquote use of that hour. Like mm-hmm. how often does that mm-hmm. happen? And right. the reality is, is a lot of times it doesn't, mm-hmm. but when we have a space where we can go to when we need something, you know, when, even if it's just reading, um, yeah. and we're not even participating or just like these ways. And do- this is what Dr. Bruce Perry talks about too, is having these moments of healing and that they're mm. on our own terms. Like yeah. when my nervous system mm-hmm. is ready to reach out and get something or give something and it can do right. it as opposed to like, well, my appointment's not till, or the, our support yeah. group is not for three weeks at 6 right. p.m., you know? Um, right. and I have found that part to be so valuable that like touch and yeah. go, come and go as you please. Yes. Um, yes. And as you need, and then we're learning to trust ourselves and what we need. Mm-hmm. Never mind the fact that a lot of times our greatest need is the, are during those time periods of weekends, nights, and vacations where we wouldn't have a therapy appointment. Right. I mean, there's no therapy. There's right. no therapist available for our child or ourselves. There's not the structure of school. There's just, you know, and that's when we most need it. And guess what? The forum is live and active then. Like you come on at 2 a.m. and, you know, share what you need to, or that Saturday morning or that Christmas, Christmas day. I remember Christmas, a lot of processing in a group after that, or people just like, am I the only one who just can't wait for this day to be over and to be able to be there for each other in those times when really any other supports just aren't aren't available. (laughs) So I, I think that um, is another um, huge blessing of the way this is set up. Um, I think just one thing that I would would want to say to anybody who's considering being part of it and just thinks like, oh, I wouldn't be able to, you know, I don't feel like 
I could share anything about my story um, or I, that's just not me. I don't want to get part of, be part of those dialogues or whatever that um, you say this a lot that lurkers are always welcome. Yeah. And I feel like there would be so much benefit to somebody who, even if they, at least in the beginning, didn't share anything at all or rarely said anything or, or never commented, I could just picture with the variety of conversations that are happening on the forum and the things that are being shared that just them reading through those things when, when they need to, when they have time, when it resonates with them would be very supportive for them and very, very regulating for them with only a very minimal amount of um, maybe effort on their part. Um, so I would just want people to know like that really is, I think all of us know that all of us who are members of the club and who are contributing and who are having these conversations know this is, you know, yes, this is a conversation between me and this person, but you know, it's open to whoever. And if anybody can be helped by that, like we're here for it. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that, that absolutely was done with intention because that has made a big impact in my life. Like before Mm -hmm. I could receive truths about myself, like there's nothing wrong with me. I'm doing the very best that I can. Like I'm as worthy of self-compassion as everyone else. Like Mm -hmm. before I could believe that's about myself, I had to watch it in action with other people. Like I had, I just, it was almost like this distance, like this level of safety, um, of like, I can watch that happen over there, Mm -hmm. but I can't quite yet take it in for me yet. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I think about that, even when I'm responding to people in the forum, like I think about Mm -hmm. like all the people who are reading and hearing me, you know, be work so hard to be so compassionate while not to mention Mm -hmm. everybody else who's responding as just overflows with compassion. Mm -hmm. But I really think about all the people who don't participate, but just read. And ultimately there, there comes a point where we have to almost have this internal reckoning of like, Mm -hmm. listen, if everybody else is worthy of this level of kindness and compassion, I, I must be too. Right. 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 Yeah. (laughs) And so for people who aren't ready, I mean, it is Mm -hmm. actually very vulnerable to receive kindness and compassion. Mm -hmm. It's super vulnerable. And some people just aren't ready for that yet. Mm -hmm. And to watch it get exchanged authentically. That's, I think Mm -hmm. the crux of it is that there's a way of knowing like, oh, we're not just in here, like again, sunshine and rainbows and like making everybody feel good. That Mm -hmm. is, that's not the point of the forum at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yet everybody's just so kind and compassionate to one another. Mm-hmm. And to, to bring those two pieces together again, there's ultimately a time where all of us have this moment of like, Oh, I guess that applies to me too. I guess there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with me too. I guess I'm a good parent too, even though I do these things or even though I think these things, right. um, to, I think about the quote unquote lurkers all the time, the mm. people who I know are just scrolling and never writing or, um, you know, mm-hmm. saying much like, uh, oh, those people are in my mind all the time. And I'm so yeah. glad that yes. they're at least just touching in and, and reading and seeing. Right. Right. Yeah. And that may just be all they have time or energy for, but, um, I think a lot of really important work is happening even through, through that level of interaction. Yeah. 
Well, this has just been so delightful for me. One, again, just to have some one-on-one time with you has been really fun. Um, to have a little accurate reflection myself um, mm. has been really fun. And also just to imagine, you know, that there's probably somewhere, somebody out there mm-hmm. who is going to consider maybe taking a risk and coming yeah. and receiving. And then, like you said, mm. giving the giving part is, I, I mean, people have known that groups need to give and receive since right. the dawn of time. I didn't come up with right. that, but it mm-hmm. is a very intentional part of the club that we are mm-hmm. here to mm-hmm. give when we can and receive when we need. And right. both are very important parts of this journey. Yeah. Um, so for, you know, everyone listening, if, if anybody's been impacted to, to feel like, Ooh, I might risk that. And I might go see if I can, um, get what I need from that group. I'm just so, mm-hmm. so grateful for you sharing um, all of this. Well, I am grateful for you and excited to continue um, my journey in the club. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Are you ending this episode with maybe a big sigh of relief? Like, yes, finally, someone gets me and my kids. But also maybe a sense of like, okay, but now what? All right, y'all, I've got lots of possible now what? If you want to connect with me directly, like pick my brain, have access to me almost every day, not to mention hundreds of other parents from around the world who totally get what it's like to be you, then you're going to want to join us in the club. We have monthly live events, including groups for siblings of dysregulated kids, a huge video library with something like 80 or 90 videos, plus transcripts and certificates of completion. Plus, of course, a very active forum that I'm participating in every single day. We open for new members periodically. So go check robingobel.com slash the club. If we aren't open now, you can put yourself on the waiting list and I'll let you know the moment we open for new members. That's robingobel.com slash the club. Now, if you're a professional and you want to strengthen your capacity to work with the families of kids with big baffling behaviors and vulnerable nervous systems, plus use all of my materials, including a 12-module course that follows raising kids with big baffling behaviors, plus be included in an online searchable directory so families all over the world could find you, then you're looking for Being With, which is my year-long immersive training program that runs January through December. So you'll want to go to robingobel.com slash being with, read all about it. And if you're interested, put yourself on that waiting list too. Now, if you just maybe need a little extra connection and co-regulation, but don't feel like you need to join the club, then you can just keep listening to my podcast. Or you could go subscribe to my Start Here podcast, and that'll give you 10 episodes in order that will take you through cultivating a great foundation of parenting with regulation, connection, and felt safety. That's at robingobel.com slash start here. You have to go there. You can't just find it in your podcast app. Or 
You can get yourself a copy of Raising Kids with Big Baffling Behaviors, paper book, audio book, ebook. You can get that anywhere books are sold. Or you can just head to my website, download one of my very many free resources. I keep them all really easy to access at robingobel.com slash free resources. Webinars, masterclasses, ebooks, infographics, all sorts of stuff. Go check it out. See what of those things could be supportive of you or maybe to the other adults in your life who are helping support you and your child. There are just so many ways that you and I could be more connected and you can get the amount of co-regulation and support that you need. If it feels like a lot to remember, all you have to do is go to robingobel.com and take your time clicking around, seeing what I got there. I am so, so glad you and I are connected now. And I can't wait to be with you again soon in our next episode of The Baffling Behavior Show. Bye-bye, y'all.